ass and mad there's no control Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you live under a rock I might grab a bat, I don't know my rap My blood boils over like Oh God, here goes I lost all feeling from my head to my toes You said some shit that I can't let go So just stay tuned for the rest of the show So have you ever felt betrayed? Switch is how you see things Realize something needs change Cause I know you got me fucked up Let me show you what's up Cause enough is enough I'll take a face full of payment Just to make a statement I know there's no turning back Oh God, it's right all and wasted So mad I can taste it I know there's no turning Ah, salute everyone. Welcome to the Hill of the Ring podcast here with Joe's BX for Jedi Kev. Salute to everyone that watches here. We're going to talk WWE wrestling, the week of the wrestling world. Let's get right into it. The elephant in the room, the one and only CM Punk has returned. If you're living under a rock, like MJF says, you are not aware that he has returned to the company. Mr. Phil Brooks last week here, we did the watch along and to see him return in Chicago. I mean, it caught everyone by surprise, including, uh, you know, I kind of had an idea with it, but I mean, the surprise of when they brought him out. When we're doing the watch along here on the channel, all of a sudden the trade the trademark comes up and we're like, oh man, it's gonna end. And the pay-per-view was phenomenal. I want to give you my thoughts. Um, thank you, Chris. Salute to Chris is joining us in the chat. I thought the pay-per-view of the Survivor Series War Games was phenomenal. I think the opening contest with all four damage control. With the four ladies, they stole pretty much the show there. What a way to open it up. Um, the whole card was a very good card from from the Walter, aka Gunther match with the Miz. You know, told the story. Um, you know, Miz wants another shot, and we'll get into it as we go along here. Just to give a recap of Survivor Series, the Randy Warren looked like in phenomenal shape coming in there. That story they told us in there with the men's war games was another good war games matchup um it was phenomenal and i really enjoyed that card and then when punk comes out it was like the caveat you add it at cherries with wait not just the cherries but extra sprinkles on the sunday that was war games if you you know you were excited to see um and then it turns and then all attention was for monday night raw what's going to happen on monday night raw what's going to be set up storyline wise what does what is cn punk's mission statement is on his return to the wwe but then we get monday night raw which kicks off with randy orton and i know a lot of people were agreeing or disagreeing if uh randy orton's return to the war games was outstaged by a cm punk returning and i had that good debate there on weekend reactions on the puwf podcast there shout out to mr alex coquito and, and friends 
there. I was with Mystic Nation, with D with D Rod, uh, Dennis, and and um, the other gentlemen, other two gentlemen, excuse me, that I forgot your names, that I'm learning, I'm learning them as well. But we all were there. Check that out on Weekend Reaction. I want to give them a plug. They do the P U W F um, podcast is for the unappreciative wrestling fans. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, and they hosted that program and invited myself to go on. And we talked about the CN Punk return. And I thought that Randy Orton was not outstaged by CN Punk because Randy Orton did get his big pop in the war games. He got that super RKO off of JD McDonough from the top rope. That was phenomenal. You all seen the videos and you all seen it. None of this is new. Um, just to get to where my point was, um, then Punk comes out. Well, how did he lose my face? Because the next night on Monday Night Raw, you open up Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton. You brought us in, remember, you remember Randy Orton first coming out, reminding us that he was out for almost a year and some change, a year and a half, close to 18 months, due to the hand of the bloodline. There's, you know, he wants revenge on the bloodline. He wants to get his hands on the bloodline. So they're setting up a storyline where Bloodline now, or at least the half part that is with the Tribal Chief, they're on SmackDown. It's teasing for later on in the week once we get to it as we evolve during the show. What happened with Randy Orton? Why, Jay Uso is in, in on Raw. You see them kind of mending fences, but you never trust a Viper. Snake. So I like the opening promo from Randy Orton. I think him coming back and showing us that he's looking at his mission statement. He wants revenge for putting him out of action, getting back surgery on the hands of the bloodline. So that's set up there. Um, and by the way, I love that WWE, what they do after this premium live event, one of the, the big majors, they give you one hour of commercial free, although you could argue with 55 minutes, but here in TK, commercial free, no Pizza Hut commercials, none of that progressive nonsense. It was just straight up programming um it, it also gave us the uh you know the mini the, the recap of course of survivor series then randy orton cuts his promo then you get to the meltdown of pierce with the mini tournament or the tag team turmoil with the men's it goes off really good this uh, you know what i know a lot of people complain that WWE doesn't emphasize their tag team or they don't like their tag team and yada 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 that stereo stereotype stigma that they got, but they're trying here. They've got this is a three-hour show that they have to give us content. Now you got about six days to seven weeks before the next premium live event, which is the Royal Rumble. You gotta give us some storylines, some filler. Although I would have loved them to drag a little bit more of this tag team turmoil for number one contendership. But hey, at the end of the day, it was tonight that we were gonna determine the number one contender for the moment. You know, then we have DYI starts off against Alpha Academy. Um, I like that they they kind of separated Chad Gable out of the tag team, and it was a Sasawa and, and Otis. We saw DYI eliminates Alpha Academy. Then in this year comes out, which I was surprised to see DYI come out um, and and they eliminated in this year. Then the Creed Brothers uh, actually then the Creed Brothers come out and they eliminate DYI and then you have the Creed versus the New Day. Now that was fun. You know, you know New Day who they are. They're one of the most established tag team in WWE history with the where the title runs. The Creed brothers, they're pushing them here. Coming up, I've personally seen them in NXT, you know, um grow. 
and I am a fan of the Creed Brothers. Everyone knows how much of a huge fan I am. I, I like um, Brutus and Julius Creed, the way they work, the way they work that thick, even when they were Roderick Strong coming up. Um, and, you know, being the, seeing how raw they were and now how, see how comfortable they are. When I get Ivy Niles in the main roster, she works as well. I was more concerned of her when they called them up. Um, I thought she wasn't, didn't have that charisma to kick it into another gear. But I, very, I am very excited and very well impressed. Ivy Niles, phenomenal. I mean, I take my hats off to see you in the main roster. Her and Maxine, um, they're killing it. I personally am invested to see. I want to see what's more for Ivy Niles. I wasn't a big fan of her in NXT, and I saw they tried to give her a push, then they put her to level up, then they brought her back a little bit back, and there was nothing really there. You know, it wasn't a viable women's champion picture. She wasn't in that fold with Mandy Rose, um, and, and I just couldn't get invested in her in NXT. I think the best move was to bring her up with the Creed Brothers, and she looks phenomenal. So we get back there where it's the Creed Brothers with the last tag team is Imperium. Now, WWE or creative storyline is teasing an Imperium shakeup or departure or a ripple within the within the group with Giovanni and, and Ludwig. I don't know if they're trying to set up Ludwig in Berlin versus Gunther. I don't know if Gunther is going to hold on how long that title run for the Intercontinental title is going to be dragged on. Maybe Ludwig is the next Intercontinental champion and drops it in Germany to to, to uh, Gunther, who I don't know. I don't know the direction where the WWE plans to go with the Intercontinental title, but it's fun. I personally am not a fan of seeing, I like, of course, everyone knows I like Walter, Gunther. I'm a big fan of him as well. I wouldn't want to see Imperium split. I like them when they're all together as a group, strong, strength in numbers. Um, I always go back to this reference point as a wrestling fan, watch um you don't have to break every group or facet in the WWE with dissension and, and going against each other and possibly, I understand that it has to happen at time to time when it gets stale. And maybe that's, you know, the matches within the same group is kind of fascinating. But I always go back to the new day. Biggie had his own successful individual title run. Kofi Mania, and they all didn't split from the new day. King Xavier Wood had a run and they always came back and became a tag team always united three musketeer one for all one four for one maybe they the only ones that can make it work or make it believable i don't know but you don't need to break the premium that's my main I, my main um point of all this as i move on i like to see the creed brothers the way they won this tag title match and become the number one contenders and i usually i even like the promo where you see um finn Balor tell priest you check out these Creed boys, they're a problem. You know, they're impressive. Giving that seed, if Judgment Day isn't focused on the big task at hand, and salute the big task at hand who watches along with us on the Knicks broadcast. So I wanted to shout him out as well, take a little, get him over, um, even in, in wrestling. They could slip on the banana peel. Classic slip on the banana peel, and we could crown a new tag team champion and move the tag team championship different fresh blood new blood for a while to see and, and maybe split the tag team titles who knows what direction creative something different that we didn't see coming remember wwe likes to give us the oohs the ahs and the un unpredictability and that's what's making this under paul levette um booking or a direction of creativity so unique from what vince was everyone knew kind of much what vince's hand was which which way 
he's leaning towards, which creative way, who's going to get the push, who's not. You could see him telegraphing moves, although it still made money because they haven't been successful for over 50 years if it didn't work. But I understand some people say it gets a little antiquated or boring or whatever, whatever words you want to use. I like that Triple H is giving us something totally different and it's showing us a new WWE or a different creative, but you don't know what's going on. So it, it, it keeps you one step ahead of the dirt sheets. Um, if this continues to happen, the dirt sheets, the Melsers, the Baba Booies, and the and and the and the JD from from JD from his mother's basement could be out of business, you know, with all the fake you know nonsense that they put out there. So you never know what's going to happen um, with the WWE unpredictability. I love it. And then okay, so we get on here. I thought that match was good. I want to see the Creed brothers go on there. Um, we saw a little bit of notes. I'm not going to go too much with it. We saw our truth return on. We saw him return. First and foremost, at the Survivor Series with that commercial with the, with the chips and dips or the crips. We saw him on Monday Night Raw with Jelly Roll. Thought Jelly Roll wasn't a country singer. Actually thought it was Jelly Roll. Later, we see him in the locker room with getting the Judgment Day dressing room. A mess full of Jelly Rolls. Almost got beat up. I like seeing our truth Glad, glad he's returned. Fully healed. I was there that night when he, when he went for the failed moonsaw and got injured against Grayson Waller on that live taping NXT. I was in the building to see Truth. He, the the building, the energy he bought, everybody was excited to see our Truth in action. You know, I knew, even though we knew that um, Grayson Waller was going over, but just to see him, that I started to be part of the crowd and be the, part of the sing-along, and then he gets injured, was deflating. Good to see Truth back um, personally. Um, it was great to see that there. And... and I'm enjoying this. The next match here was my one of my favorite was Ivar versus Big Brunson. Me being a big man myself, seeing those two bohemians in there going at it um, with the moonsault. Uh, I know everyone with the with the double disqualification, no, no contest, pretty much. I loved it because now they could run it back, and we want more. I I want to kind of see a stipulation match between them, these two, um, either a last man standing, something. Where not a Viking rules match, I, I, you got to give that a little bit of a rest because it wasn't, it, it doesn't really resonate too well. I want to see something different between these two behemoths. Um, Ivar, one of his best thing in this 2023, and I hate to say it, was the injury to Eric. Eric, get well soon, get back in the ring, Viking Raider, but this allow your partner to take the minute to take the ball and just ascend and become a really good worker. His matches. I mean, with Kingston, with with here with Brunson, his in-ring has gotten so much greater. Or the opportunities that he's been given, he has taken the most of it. you got to give Ivar a huge push, well-deserved earn, um, because he worked his ass off. Um, and Brunson Reed, I am a huge fan of big Brunson Reed. Um, I, I mean, this guy with the agility and, the, and at, at his weight, the way he moves in the ring, that, like, I mean, my goodness. He makes some of these guys, um, and again, it's not a tribalism thing, but he makes guys, he, the way he moves in the ring and his weight makes, uh, I'd rather watch his match, big, strong, than a Vakinio match. So Vakinio, all it is is tricks and, and car carny moves. I, I, I had to say it. I, I'm sorry about that, but I had to say it. Okay, we saw Marco Moro cutting a promo. Um, who he wants, we finally figured out who he was targeting with Cody Rhodes. He wanted a piece of Cody Rhodes. He missed Cody Rhodes in the face. He got him. Um, now we set up, and now Cody has a program. It could go into Royal Rumble. It could even go into Elimination Chamber. 
you know, where it's not enough. And and now that gives you something where Cody can now get, you know, have something to do and not say what, well, when is he inevitable when he's going to get back to Roman? You got some filler for the next few weeks trying to chase Nakamura. Nakamura doing the classic heel runaway or, you know what, I got to go in Japan. You got to wait. And, and, and I love it because you could buy some time. Right, and I think those matches between these two guys, um, with Cody and Nakamura, are going to be phenomenal. We got a women's match, uh, Nia Jax versus Sony Starks. Um, this one kind of had me head scratch. I, I I know there's a lot of people in the internet cannot stand Nia Jax. Not a big fan. I'm a fan of Zoe Stark. Watching, of course, going to NXT, seeing Zoe Stark. Um, had that match with Rhea Ripley. We all knew Rhea Ripley was going over. I kind of wanted to see Zoe Stark continue her momentum and her heat. Or, you know, now uh, not her heat, but her momentum. Um, I know she lost, but to still go get over without going over. Um, to see her lose to Nia Jax had me head scratching. I I'm a fan of Nia Jax too because the, I thought the the poor woman of choice was put here with Zoe. I think I would have liked to get Zoe Stark to win, but then I didn't want to you know who you put Nikki Cross to her to squash her. You know Natalia's in the in a tag team situation right now. Um, I guess Nia was the right one to tag here, but I was surprised at the outcome for Nia. I guess they're going to tease now is Nia's turn to take a shot at Rhea Ripley now, maybe setting it up or building for the Rumble um, to see those two ladies there. Um, I kind of want to see now what's going on with Raquel Rodriguez, maybe Raquel and Zoe. You know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen or if they're going to announce who's the Women Royal Rumble. We still got time to filter it. Who will be the first entry? in that Women's Royal Rumble, if there is there, and, and it'll be interesting to see that, in my opinion. And then speaking of Natalia, because she had a match later on um, for the world, for the Women's Tag Team title, her and, and against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, um, let, I wonder how you guys think of Natalia and Tegan Knox as a tag team. Um, I, I know people complain and say that the Women's Tag Team division is totally garbage or trash. Um, you, the, the internet is very cru cruel and harsh with the way they describe the women's tag team. I think there there's not enough um, emphasis or creativity or WWE is afraid of putting time into it because they're so they're so hot and so entertaining right now that they're afraid of changing a little bit and, and trying to give us a, a women's tag team division and worry about collapsing numbers or declining numbers of viewership. That's just my opinion. I think they're afraid of losing a little steam of momentum. Sometimes you might have to take a step back to take leaps forward. Um, why I say that? Because I think if you build this woman tag team division, there's enough mid-card women to make it a really good tag team division because let's face it, the women's title is top heavy. Right now, they're extremely top heavy. And for ladies like a Tegan Knox, uh, even Chelsea Green. Uh, and now, if you're, there's rumors of Tiffany Stratton being elevated to Raw. There's no room for the top. You you have you don't even have Jake Cargill who hasn't wrestled a match yet. She's already main event status without even um, wrestling a match. You you got now Bailey. You have Eo Sky. You've got Bianca. You have Charlotte. You have Becky. They're top heavy. You need something if you're not going to make. And I've been a proponent of making a woman's mid card title which they really desperately need, they need to emphasize the woman's team. How you do that? 
You have Candice LeRae and Hindi Artwell. Make them dress alike. Make these ladies that are not going to be in the singles or be they're going to be make your tag team division have the same matching gears. Try to get introduction music that will match together. You know, oh, there comes Indy and, and, and Candice. Here comes so and so, Natalia and, and Tegan. Here comes so and so. I think if you do those little tweaks and those little nuance, I know it's going to take time. Maybe you put a couple of women's tag team matches on main event. You know, you have Can you have Kaden and Katana, hell of a tag team in NXT, and 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 you could build on that. Ivy Nails and, and Maxine Dupree. Now you could make them part of Alpha Academy, Alpha Creed. You could smash them, have them dress so I can do all these different matches. You see already, you're already doing the dainty mannerisms. Ivy Nails, mash them together, make them look like a team together. One thing that that's why they call uniforms in sports because they unify your team. You know. You, 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 you like a certain team. If you're a Cowboys fan, you know that that classic star. They're uniforms. They're, you're, you, know, you know what I mean. They need to emphasize that more when it comes to the women's tag. Maybe they give a crap more about it. So I like the fact that they, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven are still women's tag team champions. I don't know how long that's going to last. I love Chelsea Green on the microphone, on mannerisms, all her different things. She's a star, but let's face it, everybody wants to see eventually... Chelsea Green teaming up with Diana Parasa. It's, it's, and I don't know if the WWE has room on that. We saw Dominic Mysterio versus Randy Orton in his first match. Um, of course, we see Randy Orton does get the victory, defeats Dominic Mysterio um, in a good, solid match there. And then we get the CM Punk promo at the end. Um, everyone thinks it was watered down. It was um, PC Punk, everybody all. I thought it was just to the point. Remember, Triple H was not in attendance when Nick Khan. They were negotiating their TV deals with Warner Brothers executives in Los Angeles. Um, not Warner Brothers, with the shot. They're one of the front runners, by the way. Um, with the TV executives, they met with so many different um, TV rights for Monday Night Raw. They, and they were not there. Our old friend, Mr. Pritchard, Brother Love, was in charge of Monday Night Raw. And they gave Punk nine minutes. Um, I think everything was kind of vanilla or safe. Right, you know, I, I heard Bubba Ray, Bully Ray Dully say safe on Busted Open. Um, and that's true. It was safe, but it was the truth. I don't know why he didn't like that because he always talks about what's good for business. When Punk says, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. I understand he says, Well, people were happy to see me. Well, well, you have, and I know he was kind of making it contradictory. I don't know if he was clickbaiting or gaslighting the, the radio audience. But he kind of contradicted himself. I can't, isn't that you go to wrestle to make money? You you know you put aside differences, um, like they always said. Oh, Bucks and, and and Omega should have done business business with with Punk. Well, Punk is there to make business, and his business is to make money. He's there to, to wrestle to make money, and at the same time, he's going to help bury the AEW because him him being on TV and him just showing up on. The virus series has 71 million views. Talk about needle mover. That's a needle mover. Just the first night him coming out, just standing there, you know, put his hand on a watch. That's a needle mover. That's what you want. That's what WWE is looking for. Now, this, I know everyone's going bananas about the Seth Rollins with the middle finger and yada, yada. That's part of the program. Seth knows. They know that Seth said some comments about a year ago, roughly close to a year ago, about stay away, Phil. You're a cancer. You don't want to. And, and there was no talk to him coming to WWE. You know what? Guarantee when they signed 
CM Punk. That was talked with Rollins. Rollins. That that's a big that's a big money match. If they do it at WrestleMania 40, talk about people anticipating and wants to see that. That's talking about here for money, not for friends. That's what he means. He's here to make big business money. You know, immediately he is the number one merchandise T-shirt in the WWE. Where LA Knight was on fire, and and he and here comes Punk, twenty four hours or twelve from until Monday Night Raw, and that was the number one selling T-shirt immediately. That's needle mover. That's star power. That's making money. That's how you make money in this business, and and that's how you keep salaries going and the venues and etc. You, you, that's that's how you multiply money. And that's what TM Punk did. Good to see that there. It's great. Now we're going to see what happens now. We haven't had a definitive um, brand that he's on. And we haven't had a definitive feud for CM Punk. Only time will tell. He mentioned Wayne Heyman. Everyone's going crazy. Wise man. Um, but a wise man could be Heyman. It could be Vincent man. Tell him to go away and, and reestablish himself and come back. Or, or go away and, and get over it by returning back. It could be. It could have been him. It could have not happened to have been Although it sounds more like Heyman, but you know, but it could like the same. It looked like that was the same kind of advice was given to Cody Rhodes. Cody went away, reinvented himself on the Indies. We know Cody's story. Now he's returned. Maybe he's going after Cody. Only time will tell. We will know. We will not. We will know with time. Um, we'll go into NXT. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to go a little rapid fire, so like that we don't be too long on this on the stream. We have the tag team turmoil. Um, Angel Garst, Angel and Humberto um, taking on Tony D'Angelo and the family. We see that they, they retained the title. I don't know what they're doing with Humberto and Angel. Um, I want to believe in them, but they still have the stigma of jobbers. I, I hate to say it, guys. I like their part. Um, I think they, they were good, but when I think of them, I'm starting to think of enhancement talent, jobbing, um, not getting over. Um, when have I seen them have two wins in a row when it comes for Humberto and, and, and Angel. I don't know. There's a lot of talks that he might be part of um, Legado Fantasma with Santo Escobar. Only time will tell. Um, but then they got they really got to start winning some matches if you're going to put them back because all you're doing is rinsing and repeating the LWO situation along with um, Humberto and Humberto along with um, Santo Escobar. I don't know what happened there with that. We saw that uh, Jerry the King Lawler, by the way, put some qualifier matches. He likes Kiana James, uh, Kiana Jordan, um, excuse me, and and Kalani Jordan. They they went at it, so a bunch of Kianas there. That was a good match there. Um, we saw Roxanne Perez interfere. Um, Jordan defeat James and qualifies for the Iron Survivor. We're setting up a feud between Roxanne and Kiana James. Listen, these two ladies. Roxanne, wrestling-wise, is ready for the for SmackDown. Kiana, heel-wise and promo-wise, is ready for the main roster. I think Kiana needs a little more wrestling seasoning. I think Roxy needs a little more microphone or promo seasoning to be in the main roster. Um, but again, we go back to that same thing I mentioned earlier, ladies and gentlemen, was about they're, they're not... The, the women's division is top heavy, but the lower end ladies, I don't want to come out there and have some jobs or go into circles um, and not doing nothing and, and be called up to the main roster and do nothing. And then eight months later, they're released. While they could just stay in NXT, draw money, 
help them grow the, the TV brand and help the other re lady wrestlers elevate. But then after a while, they get stagnant and stay with the storyline. And I know they like to keep everything fresh in the NXT. They're, that's a good thing to have. You might have a lot of good developed develop women talent, but they got to know how to find time and utilize it with that. Um, so we need the Iron Survivor. We need, you know, that Jordan will survive. Another name that Lola picked here, which, I, you know, it was, it was good to see. Breaker versus Eddie Thorpe. Everyone knows I'm a huge Braun Breaker fan. A big Mar Breaker mark. He beats Eddie Thorpe. Um, Braun going to the Iron Survivor Challenge. Um, one thing we saw Nikita Lyons return on Tuesday night in the crowd. By the way, as we record this video on a Saturday, the, the second day of December, she did wrestle her first back in-ring ability a match on breaking news in Tampa, NXT Tampa. Nikita Lyons has returned to the ring. So Nikita Lyons, you probably will see her back in the ring maybe this Tuesday um, to confront Blair Davenport and maybe in the uh, at deadline we get Nikita Lyons versus Blair Davenport. Maybe she gets her revenge. The Lions, who knows? We'll see. We'll see if they're, if they're going to go into that feud or they're going to save it for New Year's Evil. You know, we'll see because they have to build that there for NXT. We see the investigation by Andre Chase. We finally get revealed some gambling acquisition or funding, misfunding of Chase University. Um, I want we're going to see where that storyline heads to. Ilya Dragunov backstage with Nathan Frazier a little bit hot under the collar. Ilya giving me some heel vibes um, with against Nathan Frazier and leads to a match where Ilya just beat crumbles and beats the living crap out of Nathan Frazier. Although trying to give him a little bit of sign of respect at the end of the match. Remember Nathan Frazier. Keep an eye on him this coming year, 2024. If you're listening here. Um, Nathan Frazier is a pupil of Seth freaking Rollins, um, protege, uh, uh, and look for Nathan to have a huge 2024 in NXT. Um, I think the push is coming for Nathan Frazier. I won't be surprised if the first the North American title run, if and when that, uh, Dominic drops the title. I don't know if he'll drop it to Nathan, but I think Nathan will, will get it on stand and deliver. Um, and by the end of the year's time next year, he might be in the world title picture where he possibly could be winning this world title at, at if they do deadline again next year. I'm going out on a limb. I think Nathan Frazier is having a big 2024 um, year for NXT. He's just one, he just got a lot of Seth Freak and Rollins vibes um, the way he just moves. And he's, of course, taught by one of the best in the game. Um, he takes that pinfall there. Adriana Gase versus Carmen Petrovich. Adriana, what character development We've seen her from last year to now. Um, of course, she is the beauty queen of NXT. That gimmick suits her. You could tell Apple doesn't fall far from the tree um, from Santino Morella's daughter. Very good in ring too. Getting better in the ring um, week in, week out. We saw Joe Gacy off the hinge though. Stole the, the, the ring announcer bell. Got, went in the crowd. He's off the hinge. He's kind of losing it. Looked like a little wolfman scruffy um, for... Mr. Joe Gacy, I mean, Petrovic planted her with a fireman's carry. Although she took the loss, Petrovic, um, um, Petrovic is another lady who's going to have a good year next year uh, for her gimmick. We'll see what happens there. Pretty good match there. Uh, we find out that Lexi King was the culprit behind the Trick Williams getting attacked. So what's the thought on that? Everyone thought it was Carmelo Hayes. I still think there's going to be a swerve there where we think it's Alexi King, but it was always mellow. Um, I, I think they're still going to revisit that. But Alexi King in a match with Brooke Jensen 
Um, that's a different one there. I think Brooks Jensen. It looks like Josh and Josh Briggs and Jensen look like they're going to split um, in the upcoming, maybe for like around Vengeance Day or Stand and Deliver. We'll probably see them in the ring one on one with each other to see on those two behemoths there, see what happens there for them. They need to take the next step level. They've been there in NXT for a while. Um, personally, I wouldn't want to see them break up. I would like them to get better as a tag team, and that's a tag team that you want to elevate to the main roster. You know, you got Pretty Deadly, you know, some of the NXT tag teams, and you, again, we'll go back to the emphasis of the tag team in a moment. And the number one contenders match, this one was phenomenal. This was premium live event worthy. What a number one contenders fatal four-way. You got the former North American champions, past and present. Um, you got uh, past, uh, actually past present from Wesley, Johnny Gargano, Brunson Reed, and Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes reminds you that he was a big deal in NXT as well as Johnny Gargano. And you're like, damn, why is it not resonating in the main roster? I don't know um, what it is. If it's maybe the environment, maybe the building is, maybe the lights are too big for these guys, but they put on a show in NXT for the crowd here in the Performance Center. Um, of course, you saw Ivar interfere um, and attack Brunson Reed, knock him out of the match pretty much, but you get Wesley coming out with a victory um, in a hell of a match there. Wesley will take on now Dynamic Mysterio at Deadline. You know me, if you watched me before on different watch-alongs or anytime I talk to wrestling on the Heel of the Ring podcast, I always told you Wesley needs to take that title away from Don. I would. It's going to happen on a premium live event. Great. Phenomenal. People are going to watch. I said, you know what? They need to watch it. I said, I said either a Royal um, Monday Night Raw or a SmackDown on a premium live TV where the world could see who is this Wesley wrestler. I've been singing Wesley's praises and flowers for a long time. Yes, he is he a little undersized, but Wesley checks the boxes. He is a happy go lucky. Um, he's a happy baby face. He could go in the ring, wrestler. His backstory phenomenal. Um, he checks the boxes as a baby face that you could bring up and see him rise as a mid card baby face to be world champion once he keeps evolving and and mature. you don't have to rush him to the main event picture. You could bring him up and my God, Wesley to have a wonderful WWE career like a Kofi Kingston or even a little more greater. That's how much I am high on um, Wesley. He is phenomenal. I'm telling you, and I need the world to see who is this Wesley. When he be called, called to the main roster, they're like, who is this guy? Who? What? I don't know. No. You go out there, let them have that. Like The same way we're being introduced with a Dragon Lee, they need to, and it's funny, they're both Lee. Um, they, that's the way they need to show us and present us who is Wesley. Because I think he is he he sells money. Talk about in a in a world where the heels go over, you need a you need a you need a baby face like a Wesley. He checks the boxes. I mean, talk about the, your next baby face level where a Cody Wesley that type of level. Um, you have to check out his work in NXT. Um, you know, you could take my word for it, but you you know what? Your eyes and your ears will not deceive you when I tell you. Take the time and check out Wesley. I AO recommend it. I, I actually think Wesley as a baby face resonates higher and greater than a Carmelo Hayes. That's how that's as a baby face. And that's saying Carm Carmelo Hayes is a heel. He because he, 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 he is quick and with it. But I that's how much I, I take Wesley a little higher as a baby face. All right, so that is 
the NXT show. We'll talk about SmackDown um, that happened. SmackDown, of course, was from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn in the house. Salute to everyone that was out there. We had a couple friends there. Uh, Mauro and his son was there. He took his sons there. Mauro was a former uh, apprentice of mine that worked. He likes to watch the Hilda Ring as well. I wanted to give him a solid shout out. A solid shout out for him. Um, we got undisputed tag team Finn and Priest taking on the Street Profits. Um, my goodness, we had a lot of good stuff there. Oh, that's the, like, um, from Brooklyn, New York. First and foremost, I'm glad that Randy Orton chose SmackDown and went to the blue brand. Because again, it, now you have Punk, although Punk was was being announced going to SmackDown next week, this Friday, next Friday coming up. Um, Want to see what's his mission statement on SmackDown. Why is he in SmackDown? According to WWE Insights, the internals um, puts that CM Punk is going to be a free agent. When I mean a free agent, he could go to both brands and go here, go there. Similar to um, the way Von Wagner was supposed to be a free agent. Um, you had Brock was a free agent, so forth like that. No, no affiliated brand. But although I think they're going to try to do that same gimmick that we saw on Friday with Pierce and Nick Aldis. And by the way, Nick Aldis taking his first WWE bump, taking that uh, RKO by by uh, Randy Orton at the end of SmackDown. Great job there. He sold it phenomenal. I enjoyed that there. Um, and of course, we've seen. Kyrie Singh having a match in SmackDown. I think in over three years, taking on Bianca. Bianca gets the victory, but the story is here with Bailey being kind of like outcast or pushed to the side from damage control. Although the internet video shows when she goes back to the locker room, um, Kyrie Singh and her kind of like puts her arm around and walks away. But they're teasing a lot of um, eventually that Bailey's going to be kicked out, similar to the way Judgment Day removed Edge. Now, a lot of stuff are going, and it allows me to now to go into some rumors and stuff. Um, not going to go too much into SmackDown. The rumors have it, a couple rumors. Mercedes, aka Sasha Banks, is being rumored, teased, a lot of encrypted notes or encrypted teases. She is returning to the WWE. I, I know Terrence, who, who watches along with us and is part of the Heal the Ring podcast, says until he's, he's there, he's not going to believe it. Like the way Punk with the rumors and, and the little teases and, and the Easter egg, he's not he's going to hold reserve. I kind of want to think the same a little bit with him, but it's getting it's getting a lot of traction, a lot of steam. You know, even for Mercedes, Bailey, um, I heard uh, Michael Cole made a couple of... Uh, Statements towards that, um, towards like a Bianca Bianca statement type of Easter eggs. Now we have to start watching um, before. And this is the great thing about WWE now lately. And we saw that from when the late Bray Wyatt made his return, the little Easter egg. They give us those hints on who might return. We saw that now with Punk. We saw, you know, although they could tell you that didn't happen until a week before Survivor Series. I'm going to say nonsense. I think they had this in plan. They always wanted to bring Punk in or tease it. And they put those little hidden messages there. Um, and and, and if, when, they're, when it got finalized, once he agreed on the um, the behavior clause part of his contract, then it became official. I think they always wanted Punk. But Punk was reluctant or hold off or had his lawyers read the behavior clause and what could be done and all. 
And he says, am I going to be neutered in the WWE? Maybe I am not going to be me. But then when he saw some of the flaws and he said, you know what? I could work with this. Then it became official. That's just my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. That's just me opinionating, thinking that I think Punk was always coming. WWE knew he was always coming. But they were waiting for him to sign that behavior clause part of his contract. And he was looking through it, fine combing it, and, and having attorneys read it, what, what, what. Where he could blur the lines where he can and, and be on board. So he, you know, this is his last shot. This is CM Punk's last shot with any wrestling company. He wants his legacy to be well, well, well remembered, not tarnished as a company killer or difficult to work with, difficult for promotions or promoters, for locker rooms. He does, nobody wants that negativity in their, in their stigma. People, when, when you know, when you leave, you always want a positive legacy left behind no matter what no matter who you are you want oh yeah yeah i remember he did this this is it, it brings smiles it, it, it at the end of the day you always want to get over with your peers with the fans with and you always want to make money so i think Pat punk knows this is his last legacy shot here and i think he wants to um go on top um and, and i think it's going to work in my opinion i think there's going to be good business there me personally i always said it time and time again when you have a CM Punk, you have to use them like a Brock Lesnar. You have to use them sparingly. You have to use them, you know, right now he's on, on fire. Let him go in there to SmackDown Raw, declare where he wants to go. If he's going to declare for the Royal Rumble or whatever direction he goes, then you could take him off the TV for a little bit. I know I decided, no, no, let, take him off there. Let him cut some promos. Let him cut some promos. Um, and you air it, Punk this and that. I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm training, I'm coming for you, whatever, whoever he's and then boom, you don't need them to give them every week a live mic or have them come out because what happens? It becomes like furniture. You come, you're used to having that furniture. You, you buy the new couch, the couch is exciting. Oh, I had a new couch. I can't wait to sit my ass on and watch TV. Then after a while, the couch comes, becomes a regular staple because you know the couch is there to sit on when you come home and you, it's just the couch. Now, now the feet goes up. Now you take a nap. Now the couch becomes a couch and you don't care about it. That's what I don't want them to go punk. When he comes, make it special. When Brock shows up and you hear that, that intro from, from Brock, everyone goes, ooh, Brock, pop, funny, ooh, wow. I think with punk, with punk when you hear cult and personality come sparingly, it will intrigue you. Go, ooh, punk is pop. I think that I think they could do that with some promos and vignettes, not just to get who he is um, for punk. I, it's my opinion. Also, I, I addressed the rumors with Mercedes. I think Mercedes will be coming back to the WWE. I think it's going to happen for Rumble. But then it makes, again, then it makes WWE top heavy. If I had the creative pencil for Elimination Chamber or um, coming up after the Rumble and Elimination Chamber, I will make a long tournament. A long tournament, um, not not points for the, for the first inaugural Women's Intercontinental Champion. Um, winner wins it out at the WrestleMania 40. I will have all, you know, try not to get former world, no longer world, former world champion. If you haven't won a title before, make it different. If you never won a WWE world title, you may participate, although you have a live. Remember, we haven't even talked about Liv Morgan returning. And, and personally, or, or if you don't want to do the tournament, make a night of a champ, you know, instead of queen of, queen of the ring. Um, for the info, the first ever Intercontinental Women's Champion, a pay-per-view with, with a Women's Intercontinental title, personally would be another right, a route to go as well. And I, and I will, you know, you have a lot of women returning. You have Liv Morgan returning from injury. You have a, a, a 
jacked up women's roster in the WWE, as we see, and I'll get to it in a second as well. I, I forgot to mention the United States tournament that's about to start off with Logan Paul. But the but I personally, if I had creative pencil or if I had um, some influence with WWE, I would pitch that idea of the women's intercontinental title and why the WWE. And I go, another one, another title in the WWE? I mean, this intercontinental title could be showcased the way Gunther is showcasing his intercontinental title on SmackDown and Raw, on, in NXT too. Let the let the titles ride on all three brands and even main event. It now becomes special, becomes meaningful. You can have that, you know, oh, there was a, a woman's intercontinental title on main event, you know, and boom, and, and or on Smack on NXT as well. And 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 you can have NXT women's chat women also involved of the higher echelon. So you're telling me a Roxanne Perez taking on a let's say let's go with someone in the main in the main roster. Let's say I'm just gonna throw a name out, B Fab. Well, I know it's like, oh, I don't want to see it, but there's a title behind it because she's getting elevated. Maybe they get that that elevation where maybe now they could get into the world title picture if they get over with the crowd. And and and, and there's so many ways to build women talented women wrestlers, which they are in WWE, but sometimes the crowd don't gravitate to them. There's still that sexist viewership when it comes to wrestling. Yes, I said it. There's a lot of people out of dark match. Um, you know, sometimes I sometimes get guilty of that. You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, here comes Natalia. You know why? It's not nothing against Natalia. I think there's other women wrestlers that could get that spot. I know she's the boat, but I, I want to see other women showcase. And I know they're going to be there to enhance another talent. Why have to be Natalia? Give me another. Give me something different. That's why I go, oh, wow. That's just me explaining myself. But I would like to see a woman's all women's pay-per-view queen of the ring with that i don't know if they'll do it if they've done it um we'll do it again because now there's a lot of women women if you got sasha banks back and we're, she's going to go right into the storyline that fits with saving bailey's bacon with the with damage control now you have the you're also you know to be honest with you there's like about five strong years of the four horsewomen in the wwe after that these ladies are done they're going to start retiring or, you know, the bunch and the bruises get to them. They're in their, they're in their mid-30s, early 30s um, for some ladies. And another five years, they're getting close to 40. They want motherhood. Some of them are mothers. Some of them are, you know, bumps and traveling just gets so brutal. They want to be there for the first day of school, um, become the soccer mom, all those things that naturally um, regular women that not in the business get to do. They want to probably, probably experiment that. And so I personally think the horsewoman has five strong years left in WWE, and you have to take advantage of that, and you have to, you know, put put the put this rocket ship and go with it because you have now women stars coming up like the car deal, like like a Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez. You even got some on the main roster right now with Chelsea Green. You know, you have you have a lot of women in the WWE, and they get showcased well. They get, you know, Raquel Rodriguez. You're telling me you can see, I can see her face of the company. She fits just the boxes there. Now with some names like Camille and, and, and NWA, who says she is no longer part of the NWA business. You know, she is a free agent, a name. She, she, she checks the part. She's six foot built. She fits what WWE likes in their models of wrestling. Oh, well, what Vince like. But you're telling me she stands next to Jay Cargill, who's former NWA champion, 
that talk. So I don't know how much more the budget WWE has because we saw two days, about 24 hours ago, Mackenzie Mitchell was let go from an NXT announcer, was let go by the NXT brand on, on release. I know that that was something that was talked in, in September with the cuts and, and a couple more behind the scenes folks were cut by the WWE. Inappropriate time, personally, in December, right before all the holidays, and especially with Big Joseph, your main announcer for the WWE tonight. Um, um, that's kind of weird the way they chose to do that. That's business, you know, and, and, and I wanted to bring this one another point, and we're wrapping up soon, was when you start releasing people and then you bring on a big profile like a punk, people see a little animosity towards the signing because, oh, they fired my friend or my, my longtime co-worker to bring you in over price and you come with some baggage you start looking and and you start off on the wrong foot and that's nothing to do with with cm punk fault either but the big corporation companies put you in that kind of um situation because you come in as a high price acquisition and sometimes your friends or someone else gets the low end of the stick that's corporation that's business and but <laughs> Now you can understand. I can kind of see a little bit why um, some of the AEW talents were a little bit not successfully warm to a Phil Brooks. But when you hear from everyone in AEW, they love Phil. You know, so it's, you know, they, you know, Ricky Starks. Um, you, you hear Thunder Rosa. You hear so many people say so many positive things about Punk. It makes you wonder, you know, there's a little truth for everything there. And we'll see what happens going forward. But wrestling right now, to close out we'll have it we'll, well i'll get the guys on we'll try to go through the year of review of 2023 who is our top wrestler of the year um for brand um then for the company and then we'll have the one our best premium live events um and um for nxt as well as wwe and especially you know top woman wrestler who, who we think is going to be a breakout wrestler in 2024 and so forth so i can't wait to have that year review after deadline of course we can't wait next saturday we'll be live here seven o'clock start We'll be here for NXT Deadline, the Iron Survivor. I was there last year. I tell you that Iron Survivor last year with Grayson Waller and the Shuey was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal pay-per-view. I like the concept Shawn Michaels did. Now we're going to see it in Bridgeburg, Connecticut in a big arena. Um, I can't wait to see what there. And 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 also, we want to talk about the United States tournament. The United States tournament that was announced by Logan Paul. You got some good wrestlers in there, man. You got... Austin Theory, you've got Grayson Waller, you also have Lashley, you've got a mystery NXT wrestler, who could it be? Who is going to get called up here to be that Iron Survivor, um, not Iron Survivor, but the mystery challenger for the United States champion? Any thoughts? That's my thought. Any thoughts? Everyone thinks immediately maybe Bomb Breaker, um, but then you have a lot of heels. If Braun comes up and gets called, talk about Logan Paul stacking against a lot of heels, though. Kevin Owens, um, you, you got a lot of heels in this uh, turmoil. I, I'm looking for an NXT face that we haven't seen in a while. Um, I hope it's not Zion Quinn. I know he's a free agent. I don't think he moves the needle in this tournament in the United States. Is he worthy for United States tournament run to get up the main roster? Um, Corbin is not really a, an NXT star. That's like a, an insult. We call him an NXT call-up. Um, it has to be someone that we're not seeing right now. Uh, could we see? Could it be Ilya Dragunov? 
being called up um, and making a, a splash. We're also seeing, I don't think it'll be Tyler Bates. Although Tyler Bates, they're teasing Tyler Bates is coming to Pete Dunn's rescue with Pretty Deadly attacking him backstage. Wouldn't be surprised because we saw recently, uh, I don't know what's going on, another group that they're breaking up with is the Brawling Brutes with Holland and, and Dunn, where we need more tag teams. We got Pretty Deadly. We need more tag teams. I understand the Brawling Brutes have been um, kind of enhancing talent. And maybe that, it's just so hard to see where they want to go with the Brawling Brutes. Maybe maybe they have run this course. Maybe you you make a you put a fresh coat of paint on on Pete Dunn to bruise the weight along with Tyler Tyler Bate and have them go out there um, and and I think they hit as a tag team they they're so um, agile and technical wrestling maybe that's the route they'll go interesting to see on that there but this tournament who uh, put in the chat in the video who do you think is going to be that mystery NXT call up um, could it be finally Carmelo Hayes? going up to SmackDown? Could it be Braun Breaker? Uh, I'm trying to think of the former heavyweight champions, uh, uh, NXT champions that could be possibility there. Uh, I, I, I'm, it, it's too early for Trick. I think Trick has to win the NXT title to be called up. I'm looking at those guys that have been there. Uh, I don't see uh, Joe Gacy's office rocker, so I don't think it's Joe. Um, I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, maybe whatever it is for that call up, we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Would it be Axiom? We saw Axiom had a great match with Dragon Lee. I think it could be, it could, it could be Axiom. You know, just telling me, you're telling me a match between, um, just a qualifier, a match between Axiom along against Logan Paul, in know, in my goodness. And, and I wasn't a big fan of A-Kid Axiom, but he has grown maybe it's him it'd be interesting to see there let me let me hear your thoughts um finally here let's close it out with with the heel of the ring here we ask you guys to support watch along uh our watch alongs and comment uh, we will ask you today was a great day for you guys to come and give me your thoughts and comment um in here not while we're doing the baseball games or the basketball watch alongs or the football although it's fun to have you there but we cannot concentrate on the um, all wrestling when we're doing basketball talk because a lot of the basketball audience wants to talk basketball. But we always tell you guys, come along and always put your comments in the wrestling um, video. We, that's why we're trying to try to do a wrestling Q&A or review so we can have all your questions. And of course, on the watch ones, bring it. Bring it. We like it. We're here, you know, we always hear every week, AOP, the Authors of Pain, um, they're signed with the WWE and they don't have not done nothing. I don't know. I know I mentioned this to Chef Dan, um, saying that if I was a WWE, the way to bring back the, the bloodline back together, have the altar of pains, who are Samoans, um, attack the brothers, uh, and to the point where they have to team up, you know, oh, we got another threat, you know, threatening the bloodline, and we don't know in the altar of pain, but that's for later down the road. They're talking about Bobby Lashley replacing the Street Profits with AOP because it seems it's not working. I don't know. Only time will tell. But we got a lot of build before Royal Rumble. Remember Deadline. We'll have a Monday Night War. Watch along. Follow. Watch along with us. Come on. Join us. Grab your snacks. Monday Night Raw is going to be exciting. Um, it, it's one of the fastest two hours because we have fun with Terrence and, uh, of course, Tribal uh, Chief Terrence. And we have Mr. Chef Dan as well as, as many others that come visit us from time to time. So we ask you guys to join. Watch along. And... Thank you for all the likes. Thank you for all those that are watching along with us. Remember, if you ain't down with us, we have two words for you. Just 
subscribe. We'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Again, see you later.